Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue. It'll, it's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Oh, well, we got a little late-breaking news here. Uh, right on the scroll there on ESPN, commissioners plan to address court storming at a meeting Tuesday, tomorrow. That's from Brett Yormark at the Big 12 Commission. Here we go. This guy says, classic Americans react after the inevitable happens. Prevention just makes sense. Preventing an injury? What are we preventing? We don't know what we're preventing because nothing like that has happened yet. This guy's like, I enjoy all the outrage about court storming because someone could get hurt. Meanwhile, our gun issue still exists. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, classic Americans react. Won't anyone think of the young kids? Oh, wait. Yeah, react after the inevitable happens. The inevitable is another damn shooting is coming probably today or tomorrow or Wednesday. We won't do a damn thing about it. What is that guy even talking about? Probably all of the above. So get out of here with that. Done talking to you court storming babies. I love it. Let him storm. And by the way, yes, if a kid uh, jumps in a guy's face and he gets popped, LeGarrette Blunt style, good. The problem is they can't say, well, these things have a way of sorting themselves out. Like they can't, because then it gives, they'll say, oh, they, it, they planted the seed for athletes to go ahead and take matters into their own hands. So. Even though we can agree that societally, societally, this would probably just figure itself out. No one can just say that. <laughs> yeah, you can't just you can't say, "Oh, players have every right to pop on the." Yeah, well, like, if they listen, do, players will defend themselves. So will the students. Everything will be fine. Like <laughs> if you just say that, then the next time someone gets hit, there's a lawsuit because like the governing body okayed this. Man, oh, our outrage. Uh, more unruly sports fans uh, news. I want to get to this before we get to our stock watch next. And this uh, comes to us from Goff. And, you know, this isn't the worst thing in the world, but I saw this and thought it was kind of sad, really. And this is according to the Palm Beach Post. Do you remember when Tiger Woods' kid, Charlie, who is only 15, last week was trying to qualify for some big tournament? I don't know. I didn't really follow it. I do remember that. Uh, I think that, what, if he if he performed well enough in it, he could earn a U.S. Open invite or something like that? 
Something like that. It was a big tournament. A lot of, uh, but I think it was essentially his first pro tournament, right? A lot of really good players had won it in the past, and so everybody's like already corkscrewing Charlie Woods into you know into Tiger's path, and it, you know who knows? I don't. Charlie Woods probably gonna be a pretty damn good golfer, um, but hard to say. He's he's so young. At any rate, um, according to the Palm Beach Post, a large gallery of fans became unruly while following Charlie Woods on the course. They said fans would head into the bushes hoping to grab a souvenir after Charlie's ball went missing. So Charlie, I mean, he had a rough day. I think he shot like an 85 or 86. He was like 12 over or something like that. Yeah. So if his ball was a little offline into the woods, fans were trying to grab it, you know, take it for their own. Fans ignored requests from officials and then got mouthy with them after being told to stay on the cart path. They would get too close to Charlie, who had his own security detail and a sheriff. I hate that for him. That sucks. It's terrible. And then it says, a fan demanded an autograph from Charlie on a Tiger Woods How I Play Golf book during play. And a grandmother pulled her granddaughter out of school to join a pack of 50 fans on the back nine. Well, I, you know, well, what? Okay, that doesn't belong in this why did story. They, why did that get <laughs> One of these in? things is not like the other one. Grandma? Great grandma. She's great. Yeah, she's, te- she's yeah. spreading the game of golf with the youth. Forget about grandma. She's yeah, fine. Right. Let's go watch Charlie. Anyway, none of that's major, but it's just... You know, it's unfortunate. It, yeah, it's just like pushing boundaries, you know. And it's unfortunately now what the Woods family in these tournaments need oh to expect God. and probably be prepared for. Like you're going to have to have some marshals go around and make sure that it's and, it, and it's and it stinks because you should be able to just go out and see this kid come into his own without having to worry about that. But here we are. Yeah, he has his own security. I didn't know that. That kind of sucks. Do you see that Cam Newton fight? Yeah. Where was that? That was some sort of youth... Oh, I bet you we talk about it tonight on Recruiting with Andrew Nemec because I believe it was a 7-on-7 high school camp. Oh, or like yeah. a 7-on-7 competition. What was he doing there? I believe he was involved in it in some way. Either has a team or he was helping put on the event or something. Um, it appears that it may have been a beef between like a rival team who wanted to like show him and his team what's up. Oh Just really pathetic... Here we go again. High school sports behavior. Yeah. Dads. Yeah. Douchebag sports dads. Yeah. Want to be like, my kid's the next greatest thing, and I'm not going to let this old pro bum step to us and that sort of thing. Well, he handled his own. Boy, and how. If you've seen the video. He He took on like six dudes and never went to the ground. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. And you can't miss him because he's got that weird witch's hat on. Yeah, he looks like he belongs in the musical Wicked. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's like a tall witch's hat. It really is. Yeah. And he's way bigger than all the other guys. And then he, yeah, he never goes to the ground. It doesn't really, the video of it, you can't really see what ends up happening or what instigated it. Well, because it, it must have happened so quick. People were getting their phones up late. Like it was already happening by the time people started recording. And there are two different angles of it, but in both of them, you can see at least three people attempting to attack Cam Newton and him holding off multiple people while holding off, <laughs> still holding off others. He like yeah. tosses one dude into the bushes. They kind of get tackled a little bit off the of stage, although somehow Cam maintains his his footing. Is it really a fight if no punches are thrown? Though I, I think that they attempted to sucker punch Cam though. Did they? I think at the very I beginning of the that. video, it, it looks like they're trying to hit him. It looks to me like more of a skirmish. As it were. Uh, yeah, this guy's right. Grandma was trying to get uh, Charlie to notice her granddaughter there. Smart. She was trying to strike it rich. A little love affair on the 15th fairway there. 
Um, this text says, Cam's a coach. He put out a tweet saying he'd pay $100,000 to each player that beats his team. Then his team went and lost the first round of that tournament. Oh, so he supposedly oh, owed hundreds of thousands of dollars to these kids? Oh, dear. Those guys wanted their money. Yeah, this other text saying my understanding is that Cam coaches a seven on seven team, and that happened at the tur- at a tournament. That's that's what I had seen as well. I I was not aware of the previous. Oh, you can't beat us, and I'll give you a cash prize if you do. Well, I don't typically root for Cam Newton. I'm not a huge fan, but in this instance, short of uh, him totally instigating it with six dudes, which he probably didn't do, but maybe he did. Yeah, in this case, on his side. one of the rare times I'd say go Cam. All right, uh, coming up next, I want to talk about Anthony Kim, but we'll have to wait until um, until later. You know, for you golf fans, Anthony Kim, to me, was the coolest guy in golf besides Tiger Woods. Loved Anthony Kim. He was a vibe. Dude, he was such a vibe. And he was a lot of fun for golf, and he was a lot of fun for the U.S. Ryder and Cup And he team. went off a cliff. Yeah, and so his story is a wild one, but he is back now. He is uh, he's going to be competing this week with uh, with the Live Bros. They threw a bag of cash at him, and uh, we'll get to that later. But up next is our primetime stock watch: what we're buying and selling from the weekend in sports on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's primetime stock watch. What's all the hype? Are Isaac and Soup buying it or calling BS and unloading it fast? Sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. Is the hype accurate or a bunch of hot gas? Before you buy or sell, listen close. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> primetime stock watch is brought to you by. 1-800-DIVORCE. When you need to take stock of your rights, 1-800-DIVORCE is on your side. Call 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E today. Hey, tomorrow's show going to be out at uh, X-Golf Tuliton. And it was, wait, we have to correct the correction. It was the, it was the Jensen brothers, not the Bryan brothers. 
the Jensen brothers, the Tennis brothers, who pronounced it Tulatin on the radio. Um, that's our final answer on that. At any rate, uh, yeah, X-Golf, Tualatin. I wonder if Mike Barrett will be showing up. And if Mike Barrett is showing up, will we talk MLB to Portland? Redtail golf course acquisition. You know that whole thing. Yeah. Or will he duck us? Mm. That's the question. Uh, so that show, uh, 3 to 7 tomorrow, and um, all the bros will be golfing. Uh, noon to 3, Vancouver X-Golf with da- uh, Danny and Dusty for the Winter Golf Classic, and then we'll have bros golfing at uh, X-Golf uh, Tuliton uh, 3 to 7. It's going to be fun. It's the first time we've ever done this, Winter Golf Classic. And uh, the winner, I believe the winner gets a uh, foursome into our Summer Golf Classic. At Langdon, and then, and then isn't doesn't the like dead last loser get yeah, free lessons? That's right. Yeah, we're gonna give you lessons. That that's a nice little suck. perk. You if you suck, really but... suck, come on out here. We'll get you better. So that'll be tomorrow. Suk will be back. He's in New Orleans. He'll be back tomorrow on the show. So uh, right now, let's get to um, Buck. He's got our stock watch prepared. Well, this has been bandied about quite a bit, but let's hear first from Duke head coach John Shire. Oh, God. I'm more concerned about the, the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. You look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like, when I played, at least it was... 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. It's part of it. We need to be better. We need to learn from this. That needs to stop. All right. Well, aside Dude. from John Shire being a whiny bitch, um, <laughs> we... Well, imagine if it were Coach K. We've discussed whether, whether we think this should continue or not, whether it should be outlawed or not. You and I think it's fine going on in, until something bad happens. Now that we know that there's uh, a meeting happening about this, buy or sell that we will see new rules put into place for oh, court yeah. storming before the end of the season. Buy. They're already they're already saying they're going to meet tomorrow. All the commissioners are getting together tomorrow. So what do you do? You, do you think they will ban it across all power conferences, or what do you know, think they're going to do? Man, I don't know. That's a good question. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But I do. I'm going to buy your uh, your your stock. First of all, uh, Coach K. If that were Coach K. It would have been ten times what Shire just. It said. It would have been more scathing and shame on you and. Oh yes, we're the worst and the you know like you. What said, is wrong with us today? The piousness yeah. that would have come from Coach K, but I don't know. There's a lot of holes you can tear in his argument there. Okay, so he said I jotted down little notes as he was talking. That little clip. He said, "When I played, it was ten seconds." What is yeah, he? What? T- what I, is he talking I, about? I had the same reaction. There might have been a time where they said. No one on the court until 10 seconds after the game, but I don't ever remember that being a thing. Well, if that's the case and that worked, then do that. Do that. I mean, what are we even arguing about then? Like, I don't think that's right. I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's full of crap trying to just help his argument, <laughs> like most of the people on the text line. But if that's a thing, then do that. Jeez. Second, he said, punched, push, taunted. You might get taunted. It's, yeah, it's, it's sports, fine. dude. You're, you're a big boy. To. You just got beat. You play for Duke. You don't think you're going to get trolled a little bit? Punched and pushed. Okay, punched has never happened. Yeah, when not was, one time. When was the last Duke player you saw punched in a game? Not one time has that happened. But okay, if you think that society is just degrading to the point where every all of a sudden everybody's going to start throwing haymakers, okay, uh, 
live in fear, whatever. Pushed, Caitlin Clark got pushed. Kind of. A little bit. Yeah. She flopped. She was fine. She got run into, basically. This guy, Filipowski, he got kind of pushed, but he shoved the kid down. <laughs> he shoved the kid down, and he had every right to do that. So I, he totally is over... Look, I get it. It's his player, and he's trying to protect his players. But good grief, man. We're I just think we are totally over-inflating um, the amount of damage that's done during court storming. It's, it happens all the time, court storming, and there's never any issues. Until this year, he had two minor incidents. Yeah, this text says, Since when did Duke become so soft? Might be getting taunted? WTF are we even doing here? Good grief. I do think this is one of the more measured texts of the day. It says, Hey guys, regarding court storming, I think what people are responding to is we've become a society about foreseeability with respect to liability. And at some point, I think they're thinking is that some player is going to have their NBA career ruined by being collided with by a fan. I don't know where I stand on it, but I think that's where people's perceptions coming from. Okay, man. I, I I do think that that's part of it, but again, hasn't happened yet. Uh, let's move on. Not too far from college, uh, NBA analyst Charles Barkley. He doesn't think college kids should be coming out as early. Well, well I, I wish a lot of these kids would learn their lesson and just just because your family and friends are freeloaders trying to get to your bank account, don't you don't have to leave school early. Well, uh, he left high school. I, yeah. That's still it's crazy. That's that's why, only, youngest guy in the league, he's only 19 years yeah, old. But I'm understanding, you know, a lot of these guys, I tell them, man, go to college for a year or two, get in a stable environment, get some good coaching, but everybody's in a hurry to get to the money. And a lot of times you're not ready. Yeah. You're just not ready mentally or physically. Uh, like I say, go to college for a year or two. I think that would really help their development. So that's uh, Charles Barkley. Buy or sell that we need to force longer periods of development before players come to the NBA. Meaning? Meaning either staying in college longer baseball. or at a uh, an academy like the, like the European ones that the international players go to. Um, well, update me on the status of the age limit thing. Like, cause right now, t- you just have to be... My belief is you just have to be a year removed from high school. So you can... You can basically, if you go to like, you can go right from high school to a G League Ignite, or you could go right from high school to Europe, or you could go to a year of college. But basically, you just have to be a year removed from high school, and you can go. I thought it was a. I thought it was eighteen. That was a number. Is it eighteen? Maybe I'm wrong. I thought that you had to be a high school. I thought you had to be removed. At least American players had to be removed a year from high school. So play, I thought you're asking. Do you do you want more regulation with regard to how a player can go about their career? Basically, don't no. let players in the NBA as early. Do you, buy, buy or sell, well, we should not be letting them in as early. Force a little bit more development, either no. in college or in an academy. Well, team. I mean, you could go the baseball model. You go the baseball model, you're, you're doing both. You're saying you can go straight to the league from high school, mm-hmm. uh, or if you go to college, you have to go for three years. That's base. That's what baseball does. Um, I don't know. I don't. I used to think this was a bigger problem, but I don't think it's that big of a problem anymore. In a sense that I think you should just let kids do whatever the hell they want to do. It's I their so. life, their career. In general, I agree with that sentiment. I think that this is coming from a place where people think that the talent in the NBA has gotten watered down, and that the basketball playing isn't as good. You're getting these super athletes out there, but. You know, across the board, you don't have the quality of play. I get and, it. Uh, Look, I want the NBA to be better. I have long pointed out the flaws of the NBA. But 
if I listed all of the flaws of the NBA, and there are many that that make it a product that I don't know, it's just not all that interesting. I think it just could be way more interesting than it is. That is kind of down the list now. I, I would have said maybe ten years ago, five years ago, whatever. You know, that's a bigger problem. That's really a, an issue for the NBA. I mean, I think what you're saying is like too many young kids, and it's just, they're just yeah. too raw. Well, and that the next generation ah. just isn't good enough. No, nah, I don't know about that. I, I, I just think I, I don't think we should legislate what guys can and can't do with their own lives and careers just to make the league better. I get that you can do that, but I don't think that's the main main problem with the NBA. I think it's actually way down the list. So I, I'd be for uh, I, the baseball model is interesting, but I'd be for just letting them. Hey, if you can play, you can play, man. How yeah. old's Wimby? Uh, that's who they were talking about in that clip. I think he's 19. How old? So he's 19. Okay. All right, moving on to the NFL. Uh, our old buddy Russell Wilson went on Brandon Marshall's podcast. Mr. Unlimited. And uh, he had this to say about what he wants for the rest of his career. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. Yeah. You know, I, I love the city and everything else, but you know, you also want to be a place that that wants you too. So, the thing that I I, I want to do is, is, is win. Man. That's all. That's all I care about. So, a couple things uh, in that little clip there, but the most notable: Russ wants to win two more Super Bowls in the next five years. Buy or sell that Russ could win even one Super Bowl with the right team. I don't think so, guy. I don't think he's got that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I feel like he, Sean Payton made him a little bit better. He kind of shaved off some edges that were, I mean, that were bad under what's-his-nuts. Uh, who's the guy they fired? Uh, yeah. Uh, Hack- Hackett. Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Couldn't hack it. Could not. Yeah, he was better under um, Sean Payton, but there's a reason why they're moving off of him. And it's that Sean Payton doesn't think he can win a Super Bowl with him. And they're going to move off of him. And that, you know, and I, I trust Sean Payton's judgment there. I just think Russell Wilson is kind of, he's kind of cooked. He's not what he used to be. I think he's still uh, very smart, uh, capable quarterback. I think he, if, if he's a starter for, say, the Raiders or even maybe the Steelers, you know, they could they could knock some people off. But I just ultimately winning the whole thing, no, I, I, don't, think, I don't think that's going to happen. I tend to be with you on that one. I, I, I just not... Haven't seen it in the last couple of years, and not sure that he'll be able to land in a spot where it's uh, where it's doable for him. And then finally, yes, AJ Brown has uh, seen his name bandied about and dragged drug through the mud a little bit in Philly. Whether he's a problem guy or creating issues in the locker room, well, he had had about enough, so he just decided to call into Philly station WIP himself today. And here's a short clip. Uh, he went on for four or five minutes, but here's part of what he had to say. Dear. I'm misunderstood. I'm not even trying to be understood by people because you're not going to understand me because you're not in my shoes. So, so yeah, I, 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 I honestly, yeah. But I you do, do realize, yeah. real quick, AJ, I don't want to cut you off, but you realize people do want to understand you. Like, they do I, want to understand you. They do want to understand you. So. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm human. I may not do it the, the, the best way every single time, but but that's who I am. That's who I'm, I'm forever going to be until I'm six feet under the, under the ground. That's, that's who I am. I'm not going to change who I am. 
So if you don't like it, you just don't like it because you might want to get in line with the rest of the people. And then I'm not just talking about you guys. I'm talking about the media and whoever else. Like, I'm my mm-hmm. own person. And I'm, I'm not afraid to speak up. And that's why I think it scares a lot of people because, like, like today, like, I had the boss to get on your show today. Like, I, I know my worth and I know what I bring to the table. Uh, buy or sell that trying to control your own narrative by calling into the local show is a good way to go. What is he talking about even? People have been complaining that he's like a locker room cancer and that he's creating issues within the locker room, uh, that he was calling out guys. There's basically been a lot of rumors about him being an issue with that Eagles team and kind of at the focal point of a lot of their problems. It's been on every radio station there. Basically today he just called up and said like, I might be a guy who pushes people, but like I'm a team guy and I'm guy I'm a guy who's helping the team win. Okay. Well, I don't know. Had we heard much of this about him before this season? Not before this season, no. Yeah. It was it was more midway through the season it started. Yeah, and then it was weird in the playoffs too. Like they yeah, there was some weird stuff going on in Philly for sure. Yes. Uh and so it's hard to know what he's actually like. At the same time, to your point. No, sell. <laughs> God, your idea is to call up the local sports radio station and say, well, you just need to trust that. Well, and it, part of it was that people were saying he doesn't want to be here. And he's like, you you cannot say that. I, You don't know that. I do want to be here and I play hard. That, that well, was... he's doing some damage control there. Yeah. Because he, he did say, I thought he did say that. Or at least towards the end. Like, he didn't even play in the playoff game, right? I don't recall. I thought th- I thought they benched him or something weird happened. And he Did didn't... he get banged up? He I didn't... don't. I don't remember. They probably said he got banged up, but yeah, it was a we- it was a whole weird thing. Look, I don't know. It sounds to me like he's just trying to, you know, sort of cover his tracks for the things that he stuck his own foot in his mouth for saying. And the last place you want to do that is WIP <laughs> in Philly. <laughs> God. But probably good ratings for them. I'd imagine. By the way, somebody mentioning AAU culture, one hundred percent. So you're talking about the you know the uh, age limit for um, NBA or for high school kids or young kids going to the NBA, watering down the product a little bit, too young, too raw. One hundred percent. This text is correct that the AAU culture is a way bigger culprit than actual age. Yeah. Like you look at some of the young European players, uh, get a lot more um, just sort of just a lot more team skills and are ready to play maybe younger than, not that they're not raw, than um, American players because of the AAU thing. So again, it's not the individual players and age. Yeah. I think it's just the system that they're coming up in and it's just it's just a, the whole model. I've always said this about basketball. Part of the NBA's problem is the whole model from the second you, the, the, from the second Parents and coaches figure out a young kid can play, and I'm and you guys know this with kids out there in the in the system, that can be as young as sixth grade, yep, or whatever. The second they figure out a kid can play, the whole model from there on through is really, really, really warped. Yes, it's not good, and it and it hurts the NBA. Well, Sue and I talked a little bit about this the day that you were off last week. I guess Tuesday, it, because Adam Silver over the All Star break had essentially admitted to saying that our development here in the U.S. for our young players is not good enough. We're seeing guys come over from Europe who are who are not ready, but way closer way to ready. ready. Giannis, yeah, Luka, yeah. um, Wemby. 
And then yeah. you're seeing guys here who are taking way longer. And he's, he says, you know, they practice more over there. We play more games and do more showcases here. And he yeah. was a proponent of trying to start uh, academies for basketball here in the U.S. a little bit younger because guys are just going all around the country on these AAU-type tours, and it's all about exposure and an individual flex. And, right. and there's not a whole lot of basketball being learned. Right. That's that's kind of what it is. I mean, I've talked to some people in that cir- circuit that that – lament how bad the coaching is like they're just not great coaches all they're doing is just taking they're just stacking teams with names that's right and then and then signing up for the best tournaments and where the most scouts are going to be and they're getting their hands on the best players they're promising eyeballs on your kid which they can do and they're passing them the ball and say score 50 40 30 you know and it's no good and so at least adam silver recognizes i think adam silver's smart i think i think if he recognizes that and he's not in denial about that then maybe uh, some good things can happen um, at the grassroots level on that. Help the NBA in the end. Uh, Stockwatch each Monday brought to you by Goldberg Jones. When it comes to divorce, custody, or child support issues, trust Goldberg Jones to help. Call 1-800-DIVORCE. Phone questions answered at no charge. Uh, in the news is next. Uh, boy, S is going down at Washington State. That's next. Here's Buck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> All right, pleased to have you along. Good Monday. It is uh, 438. Isaac is my name. That's my name. Shut up. Big uh, Sue could be back tomorrow. Ryan Buckley is here. That was pretty good. It sounded like Jim Calhoun was specifically telling you to shut up. It really, that it really worked. Yeah. It really worked. Uh, right now it is February 26, 2024. It's time for In the News. I am your noted and humble newsman. Uh, today is National Set a Good Example Day. Are you doing that for your two young children, Buckley? Oh, I hope so. I think mostly. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Yeah, they're a little young yet. Yeah. Well, no. the The older one, he's almost three, so he's impressionable. You do stuff or say stuff around him, he will mimic it. He's a little parrot that one. Mm. I was golfing with a friend's kid. Well, the, with a friend and his kid the other day. 15-year-old kid. Great kid. Young golfer and basketball player at West Lynn. And I I was reminded after the round how they are watching. Those youngs, man, because I went through this with my kid. They're watching everything. Whether you think they are watching or not, oh, they're watching. And in golf, you know, the youngs sometimes struggle with the temper, you know, or like just not being able to, you know, it's just, yeah. Golf, just, golf you, is frustrating, it's and very frustrating. The world is becoming more frustrating for the youth yeah. because everything's yeah. so instant. Yeah, you gotta stay in it. You got next shot. Calm down. Nothing made. 
So he thanked me after that. He's like, I, I just really like him playing with players who are just calm and don't, you know, just are pretty chill. Like that, that's a good thing. And I was like, man, I, that is not something I wouldn't even, I would have even thought of because the kid is so, he's such a nice kid and he's presentable and he's a good golfer and he doesn't throw clubs and he's, he's just a really, he's a delightful young man. But it just reminded me, you know, that even at 15, when they present themselves that way, they're still watching and they don't have it all figured out and they need that example. So Buckley, set a good example for your two rat fart kids. I will. Oh man, the little one, he has some rat farts, let me tell you. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, they're just really stanky. Uh, little gas. Like way more than the first kid. I, I don't know why that is. Yeah. You already seen their personality differences? No, the, the, the little one doesn't have a personality yet. <laughs> I mean, he smiles a little bit. Just but. a little wet blanket, that one? Well, he's he smiles and giggles and uh, farts and poops, but he does not really, uh, he doesn't emote. I tell you yet. what, I, I know you think your baby's cute. I'm sure your baby is cute. But your baby cannot be. I haven't even seen your baby yet. There is no way it can be as cute as my neighbor's baby. Oh, yeah? There's just no way. So then what does that mean for Dirt's baby? Again, I, no I'll, way. I'll put this baby up against any other baby. All right. I mean, babies. Maybe we'll have a baby off, dude. This baby. They sent me the first, uh, the first giggle photo. You know, dad's making oh, faces. Oh yeah, I've got one of those on my phone. Belly laugh. Okay, I want to see it. I want to compare. Okay. I'll show you. I'll show you this one too. All right. Maybe you do have a cute baby, but maybe ah, it's, it's gonna be tough to battle my neighbor. It's also for Pete's sake day, which oh. I don't. I don't really know who Pete is or how that started. I don't either, but uh, my grandfather who my first son is named after, he always said, ah, oh, for Pete's sake. That was like his go-to, yeah. uh, oh, goodness, or oh, heavens, or whatever, you know, well, old it, person thing. Maybe it just came from, I don't know if there was an original Pete, but it probably just came from not wanting to say for, you know, for God's sake. Right. You just throw Pete in there. I don't I didn't bother to look that up either. Snow, rain, lightning, and hail, all possible in Portland. Still, it's uh looks like it's kind of sunny out there right now, but... Today's been one of those weird days where you look outside and it's dark and kind of snowing, sleeting one minute, and then the next minute it's uh, sunny and it looks like you should be teeing up. Really weird weather day. By the way, I do, I do have an answer for you on the etymology of for Pete's sake. Okay. They thought it was a sub for, for Christ's sake or for God's sake, uh, and it was for St. Peter's sake, but they just shortened it to Pete's. So they subbed. less inflammatory than saying God or Christ. Yeah. So it just went with a disciple, Saint Peter. Okay. And then it just got mm. subbed for Pete's. Okay. At least that's what the internet is telling me. Mary. Right. We'll find a lot of stuff on the internet. Uh Washington State, I was uh, teasing ahead saying that man, S is going down at Washington State. Well, I don't know what you guys think. I, I don't follow it close enough, you coogs out there. Uh, to know really, but the president of Washington State, Kirk Schulz, who we've spoken about several times here because he's involved in the whole uh, college football realignment thing. Um, he does not, and again, I, I'm going to tread lightly because I don't really know, but it does not seem that he is a great leader per se from just one, my little corner of the world with regard to the college football stuff. Uh, I don't know how he is in other areas, but this kind of says a little bit about that. Um, a group of longtime professors, and they're talking about like 200 professors or something? 
is calling on Washington State University President Kirk Scholes and other university administrators to step down. They have written a public letter. Much like if you've seen the latest episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disgruntled. These- I am disgruntled. Did you watch that last night? I did. Yeah, so good. I thought I still think the previous yeah. week was the best of the season. No question. The, this one did not quite Mm-mm. stand up to number three, but uh, still, it's just it's Curb is just such a great show. The faculty members outline grievances including declining financial stability, staff morale, and university enrollment. The open letter reads: By most critical measures, Washington State's stature has declined precariously under the current leadership. Immediate change in the form of fresh visionary leadership that invests in and empowers academic and research excellence is essential. Okay, sometimes uh, I don't want—I hate to be the sports Neanderthal, but sometimes when the it's like there's a professors versus athletics battle, you know, in these uh, higher education institutions, and so sometimes the professor side of it—you know—I'm more of a sports dork, so. yeah. I, you know, I, I don't pretend to know the sort of the ins and outs of that, but uh, man, they're really raking them over the coals here. Uh, tenured Regents Professor of Molecular Biosciences, Dr. Michael Griswold, has taught and conducted research at Washington State for 48 years, and he is a primary organizer of the Shoals Ouster effort. Wow. He said a group of five faculty met with Washington State administration last year to address its concerns, but since then the group has been shut out from communication and decided to air its grievances publicly he said we are convinced the current administration is not capable or willing to make the kind of change we're looking for well i gotta tell you i know that with oregon state and washington state it is not entirely anyone's fault with and i'm just looking solely at the uh, conference realignment thing where they got left out of the pac-12 and now they're it's it's just it's just trouble but i do think heads should roll for that like i i am I am really surprised Scott Barnes still has a job at Oregon State. And this Kirk Scholes guy, uh, same. It, he doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give me confidence if I'm a Coug, at least in that one little, in that one area. Do you area. think they keep their jobs until they land on their feet in a big conference? Or? Well, I, I tell you what, I'd get somebody else in there to, to try to If you don't think this. they're the stewards of this thing, then I now don't. would be the time. I don't, but what do I know? I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. Self-proclaimed. Uh, so uh, we have not seen any sort of uh, response from Shoals or other university higher-ups, but um, Washington State University faculty, they do not like Kirk Shoals. All right. Uh, up next, hey, do you want to save 60% on your PGE bill? Yes, I most, would. Most people would say yes. you got to be a radio producer, though. <laughs> nice. I'll tell you how. And wait, kids can't. Uh, kids can get married in Washington. Did you read this story? No. They're going to ban child marriage. I heard. Did hear another weird law thing today, but it wasn't. It was in I think Missouri. So we're going to get to those items when we return. This is in the news for uh, February twenty sixth on the fan. Well, I found out some news during the break that changes everything, and it is that Ryan Buckley noted primetime producer has stormed the court before. <laughs> That's right. I, I told you it may even be a regrettable court storming. Oh, very regrettable. Wait till you hear this. Yeah. I stormed the court, are you ready? At an NIT game. <laughs> an Oregon NIT game. You idiot. Yeah. 
Well, we'll get the story later. This is in the news, Feb 26, 2024. I asked you if you uh, wanted 60% off your PGE bill, your power bill, and you said yes. Well, today, Portland General Electric announced 85,000 customers may be eligible for a discount program that takes up to 60% off of their energy bills. It is called the Income Qualified Bill Discount Program. It launched in 2022, originally offered bill discounts of up to 25%, but that bracket has now been expanded to 60% for 2024. PGE states that there are currently 75,000 customers enrolled in this program, and they estimate another 85,000 could be eligible based on the income level criteria. That's why I said you got to be a radio producer. Ah, I see. So it's based on eligibility for it is based on household size and average annual gross income. And you can apply on their website, PGE, or by calling their customer service line. And information is available in 15 languages if you speak 15 languages. So if you brought in an annual income of 33,427 US dollars, you can enroll. If you are a family of four, you can qualify with an annual income of $64,282. So, cool little deal by PGE there. Um, Kids can get married at any age in Washington. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Most states, including Oregon, do allow some form of child marriage. However... Washington is one of only five states in the union that does not have any age limit on marriage. The debate is centered on forced versus consensual child marriages. Um, There's been more than 5,000 marriages involving a minor in Washington state in the last 24 years. Boy, head sewn to the carpet. I would not have thought that was a thing. I can't believe that. On Friday, in a uh, 48-to-1 vote... Washington state senators passed a bill that would ban all child marriages. Yeah, so it seems like something that was most definitely antiquated and everybody was in favor of switching back so that it's the right way. So the Democrat, Monica Stonier of Vancouver, is the lead sponsor of the bill. Meanwhile, Jeff Holy or Holly, a Republican from eastern Washington, was the only one who voted against the bill. Yeah, what's his argument? Uh, that I want to know. Why should we allow child marriage, sir? Another Republican from Eastern Washington said, in very rare cases, we should make it available for 17-year-olds to get married. Why? Huh. Before the vote, that same guy offered an amendment that would have avoided a total ban by allowing a judge to approve a marriage for a 17-year-old. They must find there is no evidence or indication of undue force coercion or distress a distress hmm. well why what is what's the why what's the point of that i don't 17 know. why does he that's weird i can't they I'm voted not sure against, why you would want that he, they voted against him well yeah 48 to 1 uh right now washington state no just of that amendment but washington state does require parental consent for 17 year olds to get a marriage license oh anyone younger than that must get approved by a county judge 
No one needs approval to get married at 17. Everyone's too dumb at 17. <laughs> They're too dumb at 18. We should we should just ban it. Be rolling this back anymore. Ban it. Yeah, no one gets married until they're 35 because it might end up like court storming where everyone gets hurt. <laughs> right. Ban marriage. I don't care what age. You can't get married. Do you know how many people get hurt and divorced? A lot. We should just ban it. Right. That's all we have time for. That's ITN. Uh, what did I say? The 26th? Did I say it was? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 26th. Sounds right. February 26th, 2024. Um, all right. Up next... It's a jam-packed hot five at five. Got some baseball signings. The NFL is going to vote on a new kickoff model, perhaps. Combine is getting underway. Some coaching news. It's all next, okay? It's 4.57 on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 